Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast. And first of all, I want to say a huge thank you to Leanne for joining us last week. Um, That was a really fun episode and we've had really great feedback from people really enjoying it and really opening their mind to a kind of different perspective and way of seeing sex education and, uh, and how to have those conversations as a parent. So I really appreciate Leanne coming on and joining me for that episode. And to all of our guests that joined me live for the panel discussion on Facebook, uh, for World Suicide Prevention Day and the replay of that on Monday and they are all familiar faces to me that I have sat down and recorded interviews with uh, so Claire Davis hasn't recorded an episode of the podcast yet but I did appear on her mental health chats on YouTube and on her podcast which is called Mental Health Chats with Claire Davis where I was talking about child and teen mental health so if any parents who are not sure when when that kind of feeling of Mm, this maybe isn't right is is something to act on and get support when it's just that kind of teenage experience uh, so check that out and all of those uh, amazing guests so uh, Shiggy Pachter, Cara, Crossway Brindle, Anne Allen, Alison Blackler and Claire Davis will all be on the podcast uh, in future episodes so stay tuned for those but today's episode is a bit of a look back on some of the amazing guests that have been on the show over the last few weeks. Um, so for, for regular listeners, this is our fourth strategy roundup, which is very exciting. And for new listeners, this is something I do every about 15 episodes or so. Um, I take the practical tips that the previous guests have shared and put them into this strategy roundup boost. And it's a great way of dipping in if you are just struggling a little bit with your well-being and you're not really sure what to do of hearing a whole load of ideas. Some will be similar, some will be different. And as we always say, it's this kind of toolbox. There's not one size fits all. So some of these tips might not work for you and some of them might. Some you can tweak to make work for you. And I think if we're feeling stuck, it can be really, really hard to think, what can I do in this moment? Um, And so the aim of these shows is really, yeah, to just give you a lot of ideas because I think sometimes that's useful information isn't it to sort of try something and go yeah that works for me or no it doesn't and really I guess ultimately if we all have our own personal toolbox of things that we know work for us when we are feeling low when we are struggling with lots of powerful emotions when we're just feeling a bit disconnected if we have some ideas of things that we know work for us that we can just dip into I think that is really great for for the mental well-being Um, But it's hard just to come up with them, (laughs) particularly when you are in that moment where you really need them. It's hard to to think, oh, what could I do? But if you've got that bank of ideas, that can be really helpful. So that's what this is about. Play around uh, with some of them and um, I'll be mentioning who who the guest is and what episode. So if you haven't listened to the episodes and you really like what they're saying and want to hear more, you'll know which episode to go back to. So I really hope that you enjoy this summary roundup. So let's go. So 
So first up, back in episode 50, and what an amazing episode for our 50th episode. I was joined by one of my closest friends, Debbie, for a conversation about friendship for International Friendship Day. And so this was a really, really special episode to me. I, I really loved having that conversation and some of the, the questions that we were exploring together are ones that you don't often talk about with friends. And I would just absolutely recommend that if you um, are wanting to improve the quality of your of your friendships, of your relationships, definitely check out that episode. And that's not pretending that we are experts on friendship uh, or have a perfect friendship because there isn't such a thing. Um, but I think um, from my perspective anyway, we have a very strong, amazing friendship. So definitely check it out. But here are Debbie's top tips for you. Listen really really listen guys i know we've said it multiple times but it's really true definitely listen to those around you and let them talk for as long as they need to sometimes that doesn't always work if you're in a rush but you know Mm. try and make time to give that time to people to let them um you listen to them if you can be the friend that you would like to be the Mm. friend to someone else that you would like to have for you Mm. and that's not always an easy one but to try is at least trying Mm. um be you be your true self Mm. and here's another one i guess um go through that daily journey of trying to love yourself and i struggle with that i think different points through most days and it's Mm. just like okay yeah i got it and two hours later i've lost it and it's like hang on a minute reground myself actually Mm. hang on love yourself love who you are and now there you go okay Mm. you're back in it again I think we all struggle with that one sometimes. And it's not easy to love yourself and the truths about yourself sometimes, but loving yourself and actually who you are, yeah, because then you can be you in the world. And next up for episode 51, we were joined by David Roylance. And so David teaches about Buddhism, about meditation, about mindfulness. And in this episode, we really explored what that is all about. And if you have your own religious faith or spiritual beliefs, it's actually Buddhism is not a religion in the way that other religions are. It's actually non-deistic, that's the right word. <laughs> but uh, the techniques of meditation and mindfulness can be really beneficial to everyone. So if you're interested in uh, how to use those and the impact they can have, check out that episode. And these are David's top tips for us. Sure. The first one is to seek out a teacher to learn and practice these teachings so that you can receive guidance and you can learn the teachings and implement them in your daily life and see the results for yourself. As part of that is learning how to accept responsibility for your own feelings and your own emotions. If we blame everyone else that they made me angry or that person made me frustrated, then we're blaming other people. So that means we're going to go around and train 7.5 billion people in the world to do things our way. And good luck with that. That's going to be a really hard thing to do. So if everyone else is the one who's making you angry, that means you are perfect and you just need to train everybody else. But if you reverse that and you accept self-responsibility for your own feelings and emotions, then what you can do is you realize you only need to train one person. You only need to train one mind, and that's going to be challenging enough, and that's your own mind. So by accepting responsibility for your own feelings and emotions, your own actions are creating certain results. Rather than blaming others, accept that responsibility, and then you essentially regain your control and your power because now 
you have the ability to make active decisions in your life to improve your life. But if it's everyone else's fault of why your life is not what you are thinking it should be, then you have no power to improve it. So by accepting responsibility for your own feelings and emotions, then you basically admit that, yeah, I can improve this. I can make this life better. I just need to have the teacher in order to share the wisdom of the good, wholesome teachings that through taking self-responsibility, I can improve my life. And then, of course, the third one is make sure you're meditating regularly as part of your life practice and then bring these teachings into your daily life that your life practice isn't just meditation, but it involves practicing in daily life. So just like you couldn't attain enlightenment with only meditation, you also can't attain enlightenment without meditation either. You need meditation in your life, but you also need the teachings that you can practice the teachings in daily life as well. And that's what will improve the wisdom that you have to make better and better decisions in your life. You'll make the decisions as the person, as the practitioner, but you kind of need the general guidance of the teachings in which to kind of frame up your life. That's why some people call Buddhist teachings a philosophy of a way to live life because the Buddha never says, well, if your boyfriend cheats on you, break up with them, right? It doesn't teach like that. He just gives you kind of like, if these things happen in your life, they're going to cause harm to other people. Therefore, harm comes to you. And it's up to you through that wisdom to make good, wise choices in your life practice. But you need that teacher to give you the wisdom in order to understand the teachings. You need self-responsibility in order to accept responsibility for your feelings and emotions that you can actually make better decisions to improve your life. And one of those better decisions is to do meditation regularly and implement the teachings in your daily life. And then next up, we were joined by Lexis in episode 52. And so Lexis is a comedian and she has her own podcast called Life Coaching Comedians, uh, which just sounds great. And so she joined us to share her top tips. So let's check those out. There's a lot of things I can mention. I'm trying to think of like things that I've done that have like really impacted my life. One thing that I would say that you could do is make a list of like whether, okay, whether you're trying to find yourself or whether you're trying to find an ideal partner or lover, um, or you could do it for both for yourself or for that for the person that you're looking for in your life, um, make a list of characteristics, your I- ideal partner um, or the ideal version of yourself. At the end of the day, it's the same person. So if, you know, if you're saying that you want a partner that is um, kind, uh, forgiving, uh, whatever, um, you're looking at those lists and are you that person too? Because you're going to attract who you are, whoever the person that you are is what you're going to attract into your life. And when people start to realize in their relationships, like, you know, they're in a relationship and it starts to get toxic or they don't like this person anymore. Usually what you're seeing in other people that you don't like is a direct reflection of yourself. It may not be completely literal, but it will definitely be symbolic. So if, if you're at a point in your life where you're like, okay, I don't really like who I am, or you're striving to become a certain type of person, like make a list of characteristics. It could be as long as you possibly want. And just reflect on that every day. Am I, am I doing what I can to be all of these things? And if that's the kind of person that you want to attract, you need to be those, those characteristics as well. 
Um, the second thing would be like just having a really deep inward conversation with yourself about what you are doing that is causing you to not believe in yourself. Um, what you're doing that is self-sabotaging yourself and the things that you deserve in your life. Um, that's something that I did with myself very recently. And it was kind of like, all right, I, you know, I want to have, um, I've been single most of my life. I have, I've had like a couple very significant relationships, but now I'm in my thirties. I'm like, man, I want to meet someone. Like I don't care about getting married or any of that, but I just want to have someone that I can share things with and, you know, have open and honest conversations with and not be afraid to say the weird things that are on my mind or whatever. And um, I had to have this really deep conversation with myself about why I continue to self-sabotage myself and why do I think I'm not worthy of love, you know? And you have to have this really deep conversation with yourself and start paying attention to your patterns. We have these patterns that we do, everyone does, and you have to figure out why you're doing it. A lot of it is a defense mechanism because you're afraid of getting hurt. You're afraid of being vulnerable. And I think that's part of being in the present is allowing yourself to feel allowing yourself to be hurt because there's going to be growth that comes out of it. So just having like a really deep conversation with yourself, opening up all those blind eyes that you've been turning to whatever it is that you're doing, whatever that you're tolerating about yourself that's causing you from your true happiness. And I feel like once you really have that conversation with yourself, you start to manifest miracles into your life. And then the third thing would be, do it now. Like whatever it is that like you've been really like wanting to do that you've been putting off, do it, do it right now. There's so many things that I've been putting off. And then I'm, I was just kind of like, dude, why, why do I keep putting it off? I want to do it now. Um, I used to be kind of a procrastinator and even with like my podcast stuff, like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't feel like doing it. I keep putting it off. I'm like, why do I keep putting it off? Because I actually enjoy it when I'm doing it. You know, it's more of like, I don't know, a tedious thing for me because like there is a lot of like mechanical things I have to do and it can be a little bit annoying, but when I'm doing it, I am enjoying it. And then the after product I really like too. So whatever it is that you're putting off, just do it now. And like, again, just doing something that tomorrow you'll be thankful for, you know? So I would say those are my three things. And then in episode 53, we were joined by David Essel. And David, um, you might have heard of, he used to be really, really into the law of attraction um, and all of that. And actually, he's he's kind of changed his beliefs, which I think really demonstrates the importance of being open-minded and questioning our own beliefs and not being afraid to adapt if we have new information uh, and to, to evolve our beliefs as we evolve through our lives. And now he is all about accountability. So it's a, a great episode to check out if you are trying to make changes in your life and you're maybe struggling uh, with committing to them and kind of um, making them a reality. But it was a, a fantastic conversation. I love speaking to David. I'm still working on my own things. So I said in the episode that I'd be working on. Uh, which is the running, uh, but absolutely check it out. And these are David's top tips. Yeah, my, my favorite thing that I, I'm going to recommend to people is something that we created called the four and four journaling technique, meaning the number four and the number four journaling technique. And every day we ask our clients to write down four things they're grateful for or happy about, right? So they can see in the physical world, you know, I got to the gym today. This is awesome, you know? And then we ask them to write down four things that they're unhappy about, they're frustrated with. Maybe they let themselves down. It might be, I said I was going to go to the gym and I didn't go. 
Now, the first four, the four things that you're happy about, grateful for, that's all about boosting self-confidence and self-esteem, right? When you see it in writing, don't use your head. Like I say this to everyone, don't trust your brain. It's a wasted space. Put it in writing so that you can actually see the good stuff. And then the purpose of the second half of the four, writing about the four challenges, that's called reality. And we need to be living in reality. So if you're writing down things that you're frustrated with and you see a pattern, oh, I didn't do this for three days in a row and I said I was going to, that should wake us up to say, okay, I need to get back on the stick. But if you don't write those things down, the odds are you'll push them aside like they didn't happen. You'll keep moving forward, but you won't be getting the goals that you're looking for. So that would be like probably the best tip I could give of an action step that people can do every day. Mm. So the, those four challenges, that also sounds like it feeds into that accountability thing and that honesty with yourself. Big time, Hannah. You know, and it's all, I, I keep going back to the word reality. There are so many courses and books out there that teach this wishful thinking, fantastical thinking. Let's just get to reality. You know, like, and, and some really, you know, interesting examples. What professional soccer player in England um, has reached the highest level of achievement without working his butt off? And the answer is nobody. You know, like what soccer player in England has sat with a vision board and an affirmation and, and earned millions of dollars? And the answer is none. You know, what bodybuilder has accomplished a huge uh, 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 win on stage with affirmations and vision boards? And the answer is none. I'm going to save you from having to answer these, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you first said soccer player, I think, oh, no, I'm going to have to be tested on my knowledge of football players. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's all the same. It's like, yeah, 20% of your success will come from your mindset. 80% will come from what you do. Mm. Always remember that. And then we went uh, in a completely different direction for episode 55 with Marilyn Redmond. And so Marilyn is a spiritual healer, um, a spiritual coach. And this is, uh, for want of a better term, um, because I think this term is one that people maybe understand a bit more. This one was a bit woo-woo. Um, and I, that's one of the things I love about the podcast, that we have a variety of guests uh, who have completely different perspectives. And I love just hearing the way that people see the world, experience the world. And as I said at the beginning, it's it's not one size fits all. And so some things may resonate with you more, the kind of more uh, scientific, for want of a better term, approach, the kind of evidence-based, uh, generally accepted type stuff uh, or it might be that kind of more woo-woo and more esoteric type of stuff uh, so if you are uh, interested in that kind of stuff check out the conversation with Marilyn and these are her top tips wonderful question um, you're looking for solutions and that's wonderful because most people live in the problem I would say the first tip is to learn to meditate and get out of your ego the second tip would be to get rid of all the old messages that you learned that are going to be self-destructive. You don't have to hurt yourself or, or beat up on yourself. You don't need self-destructive actions. So get out of the past harms, clean all that old energy, old messages out, and then see how you can be a helpful person in your community. Maybe volunteer in the museum, volunteer in the hospital, go to the, we have food banks in our country for helping the people that need to have extra, you know, can't afford food. Um, there's a lot of ways to volunteer. We have senior centers, uh, nursing homes, uh, all kinds of um, adult 
facilities that people would love to have someone come and visit with them, but nobody shows up. That's the, one of the sad things in our country is if a person is put in a, a nursing home, the family just kind of walks away and leaves them there. And, and, and so what can you do to maybe brighten somebody's day? How could you maybe, you know, I had a friend I took for groceries for eight years. She couldn't get to other places. She didn't have a car. Um, things changed in her life and, and she went on and is, does that differently today. But uh, that was a great treat to me. I had company and I was helping her too, you know. So what can you do to help someone else? So it, it's like love yourself, clean out what isn't loving, and then pass it what you found onto others. I definitely think I've mixed up my numbers a little bit because <laughs> Marilyn was episode 54, not 55. This is episode 55. Um, although now I'm like, I literally just recorded that and I'm like, did I say 55? Did I say 54? Who knows? Um, but this <laughs> this is episode 55. We were joined by Luana, who uh, really shares her story of just overcoming uh, challenging uh, situations in her life and self-sabotaging in quite a dramatic way. Um, for those who haven't listened, going to live basically in a ditch for uh, several months. Uh, so yeah, really, really interesting uh, conversation about overcoming self-sabotage and uh, how we can then go on to live that kind of successful, fulfilling life. Uh, so check out that episode if you're interested in that. And these are Luana's top tips. Challenge yourself. Find out what the hell you are capable of and make the commitment of seeing it through, especially if you're similar to how I was, where you, you find that you complete things to 90, 95% and then shiny object syndrome hits or you get bored and move on to the next thing challenge yourself to see something through show your brain like that you see things through now and you know put yourself through something that is going to be that, that you're going to get um, that you're going to transform as a result of so you know it can be something physical it can be something me- um mental it can be can be going off to the wild maybe not for three months maybe for a weekend it could be going on a silent retreat it could be it could be something as simple as going out and and meeting a new group of people you know going out with a new group of people but it's just something that will challenge you and that you know you'll feel good for so that's one number two Go, um, I'd go back to what we were talking about earlier, which is getting into nature and tuning in with yourself and tuning in with nature. It just gives you this incredible feeling of knowing how significant and powerful you can be, but also how completely insignificant you are. And I get that feeling most of all when I'm in water, like if I'm if I'm on a boat and I can't see any land and I look out into the ocean, it hits me how completely, even though my whole life purpose is about creating an impact, I realize then how insignificant I actually am, but also significant. But anyway, it's, it's a really, really powerful feeling. So I'd recommend anybody to completely immerse themselves into nature go back to who we are you know when we go on these roads of self-discovery it's not about finding a new person it's about coming back to who we are 
without society's expectations and without all of that conditioning that we've had from before we were born. So that's number two. Number three, exercise. Exercise, listen to some upbeat music, something motivational while you're doing it and make it a habit. Make it a habit so it becomes, you know, it comes as naturally to you as brushing your teeth. So we're definitely back on the right numbering now. (laughs) Episode 56. Um, I love this one. I was joined by Tracy Maxfield. And Tracy has a podcast called Engage, Educate, Empower. And I was actually a guest on her episode as well, which came out the same week as this episode. And we really dived into her story of escaping the rabbit hole of depression and the work she's now doing, working with children and young people. And that is something that is very close to my heart as well. Uh, So we had a fantastic conversation, definitely uh, worth checking out this episode and the episode of Tracy's show that I was on. And uh, let's dive in to her top tips. The first one I always say is take a breath, step back and don't react, respond. I think that's, that's the first one. It's not, it's never as bad as you can ever perceive it to be. And then the second tip is ask, ask for help. Seek out someone that you can share a concern or bounce an idea off or just talk to and say, you know what? just not feeling good lately and I don't know what's wrong find that person because that will help you in that stepping stone to the next level of recovery and then the third one and actually these are my words of wisdom that I always share at the end of every podcast I always say to any adult any parent any family member that is listening to this right now I want you to stop what you're doing, like turn off the TV, put down your phone, and I want you to go and find your child, child, teenager, whatever age they are. And I want you to go and I want you to either sit with them or if they're on the bed and they're kind of reading, just lie next to them, make a little bit of body contact and you know what your boundaries are with your children. So some may like a hug, others may just like a touch on the arm. And I want you to tell them, how much you love them and how important they are and how happy, how grateful you are that they, that you're their mom, you're their dad, that they are part of your life um, and that you will walk through the fires of hell for them. Because I think the challenge is kids today equate love with materialistic possessions, but you have to actually show love and, and tell them how important they are and that you'll always be there for them. Because even though your kid will probably go say, get away, what are you doing? Stop, you know, you're creeping me out, what's going on? Don't take it personally. When you walk away, there's gonna be a little warm spot right there. And they may, you know, they may be talking to a friend after and they say, oh, my mom, you never guess what she did. And they go, oh, please. But they, they'll know deep down that they matter and that you're there for them. And that's what kids need to hear and understand because so many have said in their suicide notes, the world is better off without me. No one loves me. You wouldn't notice if I'm gone. Don't let your kid believe that. Even if, and you can say to them, you drive me crazy. I hate the way you dress. I don't know what's going on with your hair. 
but guess what? I love you to bits. Mm. That, that's all. It takes, it takes like 30 seconds out of your day, but that can do so much to opening up that communication, that trust. And you may also have stopped them doing something that would have sent them down a different path. That's my, that's always my final parting <laughs> words. And up next for episode 57, we were joined by Estelle California. And so Estelle is a soul singer, songwriter, and she talked all about finding her voice, finding her name, reclaiming her name, and that real sense of, I guess, personal identity and empowerment. Um, And yeah, it was a a really fun, a really fun episode uh, to record. So these are Estelle's top tips. There is one I do with my daughter and I used to love every day when we go to school together. Now I still do it when I wake up. And it, it, the truth is, even if you don't believe in it, even if you're not, it just, it, it does raise your energy and it change your vibration and your thoughts. So we send blessings. We bless anything that comes away. We bless the plants. We bless the nature. We say, I bless you with pure love and light. And that just saying that in for 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever, that changes your mood, your mindset, your, it's a big difference of energy already. Um, so that we do. Then what do we do? Then my teacher told me to say, all is sacred as I am. And it sounds so easy, but when you say that, nothing is the same anymore afterwards. So you, I keep saying that sometimes. And for me, what helps me a lot, it's a bit more complicated, but I keep doing that, is that the big picture, like it is not happening uh, to me, but for me. So, and this is a big reason in life because like even this pandemic all has been cancelled, right? I have no more shows, no more festival, no more nothing happening. And I've been down for a few days, the time to digest that. But then I remind myself, it is not happening to me, but for me. And then you keep repeating that. The, the brain is a bit stubborn, but you keep processing that thing. And then you can visualize the situation from another window. You see the picture differently. And it's a bit painful, but but you can go through this differently. I think it's very, for me, that thing has been helping me so, so much. So for episode 58, we were joined by Nicole Stanfield. And oh, I love this conversation. I mean, any chance I have to geek out about any of my many interests, I, I love. And this one was, it was a new one that I hadn't talked about in the podcast before about Jane Austen. And uh, for people who don't know, uh, I live in the southwest of the UK, so near Bath, which is like prime Jane Austen country there is a Jane, Jane Austen center they have a Jane Austen festival I've just learned that recently uh, from someone also that that same person that told me about it uh, gave me a link to someone who makes Regency style dresses so if it's on next year I might get my geek on Jane Austen style and get a dress and go and a bonnet <laughs> and go and celebrate the Jane Austen festival why not um so that was not the topic of the conversation but um I, I guess I just I love connecting with guests about what they're talking about, but also about those those shared interests. Um, I think that's the power of human connection. Um, it's great. And so, yeah, Nicole also um, joined us. Well, the, <laughs> what she joined us to talk about was about burnout. Um, and she really graciously shared her her own experience of burnout and how she's now helping other people who are facing burnout or who have who have experienced burnouts uh, with that so these are nicole's top tips 
So they're going to sound really simple. And you're going to be like, duh, why I did that already. And if you are doing it already, then awesome. Keep doing it because it's really important. So number one, take lunch away from your desk. And make sure you take lunch. Like, I don't care what you eat. I don't care when you do it. But you need to take lunch. You need to take that physical break. You need to step away from the computer, especially with coronavirus and working from home. It's so important to physically leave the area where you are working. So if you're working at the table in your kitchen, then go find someplace else. Go sit on the porch or something like that um, where you can be away from your workspace because it gives you a physical break as well as that mental break. And as I was saying earlier, you can increase your productivity by taking a break. If you take a nap, you can increase it by 20%. Um, but just taking like even a five minute break can increase your productivity. So we, one out of every three people, I think actually take their lunch break. Most people don't. So it's really important to take that lunch break and, and move around, right? If you're standing or if you're sitting for while you're working, because you're working at your computer, then that physical standing will really help you feel more limber at the end of the day. The second one is to go and take that $5 and spend it on something for yourself. So when you're at the store next, if you just see something that will bring you joy, bring a smile to your face, spend that five to $10 on it. And I guarantee you the more that you do that, the more that you'll start to acknowledge and be like, oh, I love these things. They make me so happy. And you'll see it in other places as well. And then the third one, which is something that is simple um, to apply and something that I have become a big proponent of, but that some people still have some judgment around, which is fine, um, is taking that time to be present. That can look like meditation for you. That can look like prayer. If you're religious, that can be an opportunity just to breathe in and out, time yourself. You don't have to follow a meditation routine, but I found that just five minutes can really help shift my attitude. It can change my perspective. It can make it so that things don't seem as bad as they are or help me wake up or really connect with a person, whatever that is. But it is one of the things that really helped me get out of burnout and it's an important part of something that I continue to do. And since we're talking about mental health, then I, I just really encourage people to take five minutes. And then in episode 59, we were joined by Robert Crown, uh, who is a, a best-selling author who wrote about his own suffering, his, um, his experiences of suffering and uh, traumatic childhood experiences and how awakening uh, was his path to kind of escaping that and uh, overcoming that suffering so he shares his top tips with us here uh, first of all you have to really believe who you really are okay i believe that all the stuff that i told was a lie and once i started beginning research many things in this world i found out that, that it was correct so a lot of the stuff that we've been told in our lives is a lie and i don't care what part of the globe you're on it, you know we've been lied to as humanity so with that in mind, I go back to the uh, the energy, the source dough, that we are this piece of pie that ha is the divine, right, with all this energy. So we're, we are, we are co-creators of our own reality. We can create our reality by default or we can create our reality by intention. Most of us, like myself, many, many years created it by default because I wasn't aware that I could create it by intention. 
So if you want to change your life, you need to elevate your vibration. In order for you to elevate your vibration, because you cannot change your life if you're if you're vibrating at a lower vibration, right? So if I'm writing, and this happened to me, and I know. So when I was homeless, I'm thinking, oh, man, I need to get a car. I need to get a car. But I'm worried about money. I'm worried about money. And the car is up here, right? So if I'm, if I'm vibrating at this level and the car is up here or what I want to change, I can't get there by feeling lack and poverty, right? So the best way to change your life is to feel joy, right? So if I want to create a new reality for myself, I need to be, feel joy or happiness. And once I'm feeling that, then I can try to manifest or co-create something. So if you want to co-create and try to change your reality, whatever it is, you want a new job, you want a new car, you, you want to find that special someone, you want to do whatever, um, what you need to do is you need to make an affirmation. Now, an affirmation is different than an affirmation. An affirmation is a positive statement. An affirmation is a positive statement, but with an energized emotion, because the energized emotion is what gets the affirmation into fruition. It just doesn't happen by itself. Some people that are very strong-minded can, but that's why a lot of people fail on affirmations is because there's something missing there, and it's that emotion. So the first thing you need to do is write out like a affirmation. So like for me, for example, for this house I'm living in, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a permanent home for my family. And I would say that throughout the day, and I would say, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a permanent home for my family, right? With this energy and emotion, and I would think, act, feel, and believe like I already had it. So the first thing I need to, needed to do is to make a decision on what I wanted. And then when you make that decision, it has to be such a firm decision with such firm intention that no one, no thing, nobody's going to stand in your way to get that, right? Boom, you're not giving up. The only one that's going to decide the outcome is you. And the second thing you need to do is to create that image in your mind of what you want. So I created the image of a house for me that I wanted in my mind. So you create the image of what you want in your mind. The next thing you do is you take that emotion of how you feel after you already got what it is you wanted. So if I wanted the house, how would I feel after I got the house? How would I want a permanent house for my family? I'd be so happy. So you take that energized emotion and you put it together with that image in your mind and you make those two one. The next thing you do is you think from the end. So you think, act, feel, and believe that it's already happened. So if you're not in that mode, right? So if you're still thinking lack here, forget about it. But you got to be up here, right? You got to raise your vibration. You got to be in a state of joy when you're saying this, when you're doing it, when you're thinking about it. The next thing is you need to stop the negative chatter. So when the voices come in and start going, well, this isn't going to work. That guy's crazy. You know, you never get anything that you want in your life. You know, forget about it. You're not getting this. You need to shut those voices down. And then what you need to do is you need to go to a happy place. Think of a moment in time or a place that makes you happy or go do yoga, play with your cat or your dog, and whatever it is that raises your vibration. When you want to start focusing on what you want, you want to elevate your vibration because you cannot create something or manifest something for yourself when you're feeling lack or in any of those negative emotions. So the best place to create a new reality for yourself or change in your life is to do it out of joy. So when you go to a happy place, if you don't have a happy place, go to a pet store or somewhere and go play with a puppy or something. Go take a walk in nature. And so when you're in that level, start working on what you want and the energy emotion. 
And then episode 60, oh, another amazing, amazing conversation. And this one actually was recorded early morning. I tend to record in the evenings, uh, which usually is my my most articulate, most uh, switched on time. So hopefully I did all right with an early morning recording because uh, we were joined by Beryl Crochers Seeger, who lives in Australia now, uh, but grew up in South Africa under the apartheid system. And so we really talk about that experience and the lasting impact of it and we touch on uh, racism and the impact of that so definitely uh, check it out to hear her experiences and her perspective and she also talks a lot about therapy and she's written a book about the therapeutic experience from her perspective and really taking people into the therapy room with her uh, which is one it's still on my list to check out um because that's part of my ongoing training into the kind of counselling uh, psychology space. So definitely, definitely recommend it. We talk about um, we talk about that uh, in the episode. And it was just such, such a fab conversation. I really loved connecting with Beryl. Um, and I really hope you enjoy her top tips. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, the for me, that the main thing that I had to, or that I... Um, had to apply to my life was to focus on myself and not be consumed with what's happening out there. And I work very much in a political environment as well. And I grew up, we, we we were raised on a diet of politics. And I find now that, you know, for me, releasing those things and just focusing on my everyday life and not jumping ahead into the future and just focusing it was very hard for me just to focus on my day-to-day life because I'd always jump ahead and always look at other opportunities and other things and so for me that I, I think that top tip would be to focus on your your everyday life your you know and not to jump too far ahead um, into the future, it can. It, as my mother, my mother always tells me, um, don't worry about retirement. Don't worry about how much money you must have for retirement, because you can. The older you get, you you can only use a certain amount of money. Don't think you eat less, you buy less clothes, you do, your your expenses are less. Don't be fooled by that. That you must have a lot of money for retirement, because your life is so much smaller. And so we, you know, I think those things I've relaxed about. I don't let that control me and my thoughts and my, uh, I think that's, that's, that focusing just on day by day is really what, uh, what I'd say to people. Don't um, run away with life. Episode 61, we were joined by Lee Chambers, who is a well-being consultant, environmental psychologist, and he really is interested in sleep and also in our workplace environments and the impact they have on our well-being. And really, this is a really timely conversation because at the moment for a lot of us, not everyone, but for a lot of us, we are working from home. And now uh, we don't have that clear boundary between work and home which can have a massive impact so Lee talks all around that talks about his journey uh, of losing losing the ability to walk and then his own process of basically uh, 
set himself that challenge of walking again before his daughter was walking um which spoiler alert uh, he was able to do um but yeah a great conversation um where he shared his story plus also the fantastic work that he does and actually i think he has just been shortlisted for an award um based up uh, i think it's to do with it's an entrepreneur type award don't have the specifics that's great prep on my part isn't it <laughs> but i thought i'd just put it in that he's yeah he's obviously doing great things with his business uh, so check out that episode and these are lee's top tips so the first one would be when you wake up in the morning don't look at your phone do something the first thing you should be doing something for yourself in your own world so let it be meditation mindfulness silence or prayer and that helps you start the reflective practice of starting a day with a little bit of reflection. So that would be my first one. Uh, my second one would be look to find exactly what type of sleep works for you. So experiment a bit with your sleep environment, experiment with the time you go to bed and look to build in a little sleep routine because sleep is the fundamental driver of performance and the fundamental indicator of health. So it's absolutely vital. And so many of us see it as a luxury when really it's a necessity. And the third one is just have an experimenter's mindset. So there's so much advice out there, but never take someone else's advice because that's either what works for them or what they believe. We have to spend our life putting a lab coat on and being like a scientist, like we're back at school in the lab doing an experiment and it goes wrong. And you're like, okay, so, right, added too much of that, not enough heat. Right, okay, so that's some data to go with. That's not right. Let's try again. Try again. Nope, not right again. We need that kind of mindset with things in our life. We need to experiment with ourselves. We're all bio-individual in so many ways. We have our own genetic makeup, our own gene expression, our own microbiome, our own neurodiversity. Why should we be looking to other people for what we are? We are what we are. We are authentically ourselves. And when you actually experiment, you start to trust yourself more, have more authority within yourself. And that spreads massively into so many different areas of your life. And then in episode 62, we were joined by Lindsay Preston, who was talking all about becoming an unstoppable woman. And that tends to be uh, the, the kind of clients that she works with, women, professional women who want to become unstoppable. But I really think that a lot of her advice applies to to everyone, regardless of how you identify your gender. Um, and it, yeah, it was a, a great conversation um, about not holding ourselves back and uh, yeah, going after what we want. And um, I love speaking to Lindsay and I really hope you enjoyed that episode and that you enjoy her top tips. The first is journaling mm -hmm. and learning how to journal your feelings. And that's just starting with I feel statements. Like after something happens, you know, like I have a client that just wrote me an email yesterday. It's like, oh, I just got in a big fight with my husband and here's what happened. And I just said, it's time to go process your feelings. So I feel mad because my husband did X, Y, Z. I feel upset because da, da, da. I feel fearful because da, da, da. I write all those out. Like I give my clients this big feelings chart to see what the feelings are. Because sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling. We have to see the word and really start to learn how the word relates to the feeling in our body. Um, because again, we're just so used to numbing out. And so journaling, again, can just be so powerful in that way. And I used to hate journaling. When my coach made me start to do it, I didn't really get into it. It takes time. And um, 
just know that it does work. It just takes time and it's uncomfortable, but you'll start to see benefits so quickly. Um, the second one is, a, again, a tool I mentioned here on the show of just really intentionally being positive every day, you know, saying something you're grateful for, finding what went well the day prior. And it could be as easy as just seeing a shift in your mindset of instead of choosing this negative thought, you know, I decided to move forward with this other thought. Instead of grabbing for the cupcake, I didn't. And you'll start to see how much power you have in these little bitty choices you're making every single day. And when you just make one choice differently, it can really open up huge doors for you and to show your brain that. And it builds momentum. Um, you know, it's just like if you're losing weight and you don't see the number move on the scale, it's like, oh, this stinks. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, versus, you know, if if you do, and, and it's the same with any kind of growth of seeing that progress. And then the third thing I would say, and again, this is very mainstream. And like Hannah said, it's probably mainstream because it works. And that's self-care and really mm -hmm. learning how to take care of yourself. That fills your bucket. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'll just go watch Netflix or I'll scroll my phone. And really at the end of the day, like that stuff isn't very fulfilling most of the time. Um, for many people, it's very simple activities of being alone, taking a bath, being in nature, reading a book. Um, just taking deep breaths, maybe rubbing some lotion on their hands. Those are the little bitty things that start to just really fill your bucket to um, make a, a big impact. Just taking that time every day can be so huge on your mental health. Now, I really feel like I've said top tips so many times that it's losing all of its meaning. Uh, so it's pretty good that this is the last one, the last time that I'll be saying it for this episode. And we actually skip an episode in this recap. Uh, so episode 63 was our suicide panel catch up. Um, and so we didn't have top tips uh, in the same way from that one. Uh, so if it's something that you're interested in, I would recommend that you listen to that discussion in full because there was so much great stuff, great suggestions that it wouldn't have been possible really to pick out the tips from it. Uh, so definitely check that one out. And then episode 64 that came out last week, the lovely Leanne joined us for uh, for that episode to talk about sex positivity and sex education. Uh, so you may have listened to it last week, it may be fresh in your mind, but here are her top tips again and they are fab ones. So I think it is definitely worth having another listen. So here they are. Okay, well, I mean, at the moment, I'm not exactly an expert. So uh, this is this is more on my personal experiences and opinion um, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I think I should add that little caveat. So my, my top tip for sex education, oh God, there's so many, I can't, I, what would be my top, that's such a hard question. What would be for parents and for teachers, anybody that is, is in any way educating a young person and forming a young person's knowledge, the most important thing is to promote open conversation give them a space where they feel they can ask questions because kids have lots of questions about lots of things and sex is no different so yeah for sex educators or parents i think that is the most important yeah. set the scene for open honest comfortable communication for parents in particular i think we should be thinking right from when the the children are you know babies and toddlers is how are we talking to our young people about their bodies and and you know I, I hear parents do it all the time all the time when they say things like stop playing with your willy 
that's a quite a common one, isn't it? Stop playing with your willy. And whilst there's a humour link to that, in in some ways, being told that you can't touch your own body is promoting shame. So think about other ways, because obviously we need to teach young people that they can't always be touching their genitals. There are situations where they can't be. But actually, we want them to know that in the space of their own in their own company or with a sexual partner, a consenting sexual partner, it's absolutely okay to touch your own body. It's your body. So I think, think about the language you're using. And if you're not sure, learn, find a way to teach yourself before passing on information to the young person in your life. I think we can't deny that young people are gonna seek their education either online or through social media. So I would encourage young people to, if they can recognize somebody in their life that they can talk to, an adult, preferably, because hopefully they are going to have a bit more life experience to pass on the relevant information. But if they can't recognize that to, to seek out when they're, when they're educating themselves, as it were, to, to make sure that the, the information that they're getting is from sex and relationship positive influences as opposed to porn. To almost recognise there's so much information out there to recognise what information is is good information and what information actually is more harm than good. And as far as actually relationships are concerned, again, it's all about expressing how you feel at any given moment in a constructive and respectful way. And for everybody, if your partner says no, no means no. Even if you've started, even if you're nearly at the end, no always means no. Mm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, those would be my kind of top tips for if you find it, if you're searching for information online, make, make sure you are, and it's not always easy to tell, but where possible, make sure that you are seeking positive information that is actually going to be useful and not harmful and yeah, communicate your your feelings, express yourself in a way that's uh, constructive, productive and respectful. Okay, and so that is it. That is it for our strategy roundup. And I would love to know what are your favourite tips that have been shared in this episode? Which ones are you going to try? So send me a tweet, send me a message on Instagram. It's going to be on my stories. So send a response on there. Which top tip are you going to have a go at? Um, I don't know <laughs> which one mine is going to be because there are so, so many good ones. Um, but I will have a little think and I will share on Instagram uh, stories as well, which one I am going to try. Uh, so at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching is our handle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can connect with us on all of those. And I would really appreciate it if you would rate and review the show on iTunes. We're still on that pesky 18. Uh, so it'd be great to get a couple more reviews on there. And uh, please do share um, if you would like to recommend it to other people and I think the strategy roundups are a really nice show to share because it gives a bit of a flavor of the guests that we have on and the, the kind of things that we talk about and can be really helpful if someone is struggling a little bit uh, to give some suggestions but just to to kind of reiterate and I think this is something that has been mentioned by some of the, some of the guests in this roundup that that actually if someone is struggling 
our natural human thing is to want to fix things, to want to make suggestions um, and make it better. But actually, the most powerful thing that we can do as a friend to support someone is just to listen, to be there and to listen. And I say just, we've talked about that before. (laughs) Um, It's hard. It can be hard to not jump in with suggestions. It can be hard to not try and fix things. It can be hard to really listen and kind of actively listen because the way our brain works, we're we're kind of looking for that link of things we're interested in to sort of jump in, go, oh my God, let me tell me you let me tell you about me. And let me tell you about that my experience is like this. Have you done this? So it is a bit of a skill to be able to put yourself to one side to really just show up for that person and just listen. And I think if we can be curious about people's experiences and we can approach those conversations with an open mind and an open heart and just be there for them, which sounds simple. And as we've said <laughs> many times, and we'll say many more times, sometimes things sound so simple, but it doesn't mean they're easy. And listening is one of those things. We all think, yeah, I can listen, but actually really listening is a skill, a really valuable skill. I would absolutely recommend developing that skill, but it is a skill. So yes, by all means, send the episode for tips, but also, yeah, just listen, just be there, just support and listen. And I guess the final, final thing that I'm going to say for this episode, one is uh, to tell you what's coming on Wednesday, when we're joined by a, basically a celebrity stylist, quite exciting. Luckily, there's no video, because I am not fashionable or glamorous really I've got my own style I have my own unique style which is not the norm I guess like bright colorful a bit far out I don't know just dyed my hair pink (laughs) um because why not why not embrace your inner child and have a little bit of joy in your life um but yes we're joined by a celebrity stylist turned uh psychologist lifestyle uh kind of coach William Graper uh so that's a fab fab episode for Wednesday And also, I'm recording this Saturday morning, and so uh, waking up to the news that the awesome, notorious uh, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, has sadly passed away after her battle with cancer. And I I think I'm quite late to the RBG party, Um, but if you don't know much about her, she was amazing. An amazing woman who stood up for for women's women's rights, for, for equality, and she really believed that the law in the US applied to everyone equally, that everyone should have the same rights and access to, to life, regardless of their gender, their race, whatever characteristics, that the law should apply equally to all people. Um, she's amazing. And I have just rewatched actually On the Basis of Sex, which is a brilliant film about um, her her early life. And I absolutely would recommend it that and I, and when I rewatched it I had this real sense of one I really want to try and make a difference um for me particularly mental health is my big thing as you know um but also I kind of came away thinking like I could be doing more like I want to be doing more so it's that real mix of inspired and empowered and also a bit like oh <laughs> this is really important to me I need to do more same reaction I had to uh, reading Becoming by Michelle Obama like oh my god I'm not doing enough but uh, she's awesome. There is a documentary about her on Netflix, which I'm ashamed to say I have not watched yet, but I will be watching this weekend. 
so just uh yeah this is something as well that i discovered today um on instagram from from someone who is a uh, a jewish activist that actually lots of people have been saying rest in peace because that's kind of the, the common thing that that we would say apparently the uh the the saying the more appropriate saying uh, is may her memory be a blessing which i just love anyway so may her memory be a blessing if you don't know much about her definitely check her out i think she is an amazing amazing figure for women particularly to kind of look up to um, and for the impact that she's had but for everyone because she's just awesome and i really think we should uh, celebrate awesome people so if there are other awesome people you know please let me know <laughs> and if there are awesome people in your life tell them they are awesome because it can give you such a boost if you get a text saying you're awesome or a message but i think we yeah we should celebrate the people in our lives the people around us the people who inspire us um so yeah tell them and uh with that that is it um i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you're new welcome uh, if you're a long time listener i really appreciate you being here so we are nearly a year old uh, so thank you for supporting the show I, I really appreciate it i really appreciate you i love you all and i really hope that you have a good couple of days until wednesday and i will speak to you again then take care bye <laughs>